What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Podcasting to millions from WebmasterRadio.fm's world headquarters. WebmasterRadio.fm proudly presents the longest running program on affiliate marketing. Welcome to Affiliate Buzz. Our hosts, James and Arlene Martell, are here to inspire, inform, and motivate you with expert insight, interviews, and information that will increase your bottom line. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Now, please welcome James and Arlene. Hi, it's James Martell here, and welcome to edition number 395 of the Affiliate Buzz, where we've been keeping affiliates inspired, informed, and motivated to succeed with affiliate programs since way back in 2003. For all of you who are joining us live here today at webmasterradio.fm, it's great to have you with us. If you are joining us through a podcast on your smartphone, tablet, computer, or Wi-Fi radio, a very, very special welcome to you as well. Today in this special edition of the Affiliate Buzz, Arlene and I will personally walk you through our very popular Organize Your Podcast in 21 Easy Steps checklist. And not to worry if you don't happen to have a hard copy of the checklist yet, I'll share a link with you a little later in the show so you can grab your copy as well. And I should point out before we dig into the meat of this that this checklist works in any market, whether you're an affiliate marketer or you happen to be a chiropractor or a naturopath, a coach, a trainer, a speaker, an author, a brick-and-mortar business owner, a pub owner, even a funeral home. We're going to give you some examples as we go along as how this works, but this works in any market. And it gives you the ability to increase not only if local traffic, if you're looking for local business, but also national and international traffic to your website as well. Now, for those of you who don't know me yet, I'm a 12-year podcasting veteran author of Online Success for Non-Techies, How to Take Your Business, Hobby, or Profession to the Internet. I'm the founder of the School of Internet Marketing, and I've assisted literally tens of thousands of business owners through our services, various courses, hundreds and hundreds of podcasts, a couple of very popular books, and dozens and literally dozens of speaking engagements. I'm also the co-founder of Jam Media, the podcasting company, where we offer both step-by-step podcasting courses for do-it-yourselfers, and turnkey podcasting solutions for clients and companies who would prefer to have us do all the heavy lifting for them. Let me bring Arlene in. Arlene, good afternoon. Hi, everyone. Great to be here. Now, now I will say, Arlene, I'm excited to have you join me to do this walkthrough of the Organize Your Podcast and 21 Easy Steps Checklist. I was wondering exactly what might be the best format to do this segment in, but then I realized 
you are the absolute perfect person for the job. Of course, you've produced well over a thousand individual podcast episodes yourself for both myself and our clients. Arlene is also the co-host here on the Affiliate Buzz Web Radio Show and Podcast and knows what it takes to run a successful show. And she's also worked alongside me for years to develop the protocols and systems that we follow here to create podcasts and podcast episodes, not only internally, but also for clients as well. So my goal here, Arlene, is to actually bring this checklist to life. Currently, it's a PDF, and I think we've collectively worked together to do a very good job on getting the 21 steps down. But what I'd like to do is really do bring it to life, to share a few stories along the way, maybe a case study or two, and some actual examples of you know, some of the, the processes that we go through to actually set up a podcast. So, so why don't we just dig right into this checklist? I know we start off right at the very beginning with identifying what we call in step number one of the 21 steps, identifying the why. It's, uh, it's obviously a great question because before we start a podcast, we want to really determine why do we want to start a podcast. Of course, there's a fair bit of work that goes into it. There's a real commitment to get it going, but we want to know why. So talk to that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the the why to the podcast is, oh my gosh, there's so many benefits to having a podcast, and we've, you know, we've covered that many, many times, but for sure, one of the first things you want to do is just really identify who your listener is, and I remember when we were trying to identify who my ideal listener was for my podcast, epilepsymoms.com, I was even a little stuck at the beginning, because I didn't, I didn't really know where to start, so we went for a drive, I remember we went for a drive. We were going out to see your mom, and it was about a 30-minute drive. And it wasn't really obvious to us when we first started, but once we started brainstorming together and really realizing that I myself was actually my ideal listener, so if I took myself back to the time when we were having struggles with Adam and had a lot of questions that we needed answered, I realized that I was the perfect person to listen to this type of podcast. And then once I realized that, then it was, it pretty much came together a lot easier. So then we put together a simple visitor profile, which really helped us identify who our listener was. Yes, and I found once once you actually do that, everything does flow downhill so much easier because you know exactly then who you're creating your show for, the problems, challenges that they have, and you can offer up solutions to them. And I'd like to get into more detail that in, in a bit. When I say the why, though, I'm talking more about the tangible stuff, the increase in traffic a lot of a lot of business owners are looking at their websites and maybe they've checked their stats or or maybe they're just their telephone isn't ringing from from web traffic so i know in our particular case our number two source of traffic online is from our podcast number one is google but number two is by far the podcast i know some people are looking to position themselves as a go-to expert I know that having your own show does lead to instant credibility. It's the ultimate business card to be able to say, hey, give me your email address. I want to send you a link to one of my episodes on a particular topic. I do know uh, a lot of listeners are probably looking to generate more leads, more appointments, more sales. Our number two source of traffic is the podcast, but our number one source of new clients is the podcast. So I know, I know a lot of people are looking at podcasting as a as a potential strategy to actually get the phones to ring or get the lead forms filled out or get that shopping cart to start to start going. And, and another reason 
shortening the sales cycle. This is something that we've got the good benefit with our podcast is because if once you get your episodes done and they're out there working for you on your behalf, then what happens is, and we have this happen all the time, we call it the instant customer call. Well, all of a sudden the telephone will ring and it'll be someone on the other end of the line there who's been listening to our show for one episode, two episodes, 20 episodes, whatever it happens to be. And we've connected and they get, they had a chance to get to know, like, and trust us. And they know what we have to offer and they know that it's, you know, it's probably time for us to do some business together. So it shortens the sales cycle. It saves a ton of time. I mean, I could just go on and on about the benefits, but that, that is number one in the checklist. And we've given you a whole list of things to think about. And I'd encourage you, as you go through the printed checklist, don't just go check, 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 check. Really think it through as to why you are creating a podcast, because you'll find once you dig into it, you're going to want to remind yourself from time to time, because it's not always, you know, the funnest work in the world. I personally love them, but I know some people struggle a little bit with theirs. So just check it off, but figure out exactly why you want to have a podcast. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I, I hear time and time again, too, is people that, you know, they mean to do a blog, but they don't get around to it. But when they get a podcast scheduled, and then all of a sudden they've got all this perfectly rich content coming onto their site automatically, and it just streamlines everything. That's, that's a very good point. Of course, when you get into the steady rhythm of podcasting, you mentioned blogging. I, I'm not a blogger, you know that. I, I know there's a lot of great bloggers out there, but writing is just not something that I want to sit down and do two through four times a week. I, it's, for me, it's much easier to put the headset on and create a, a podcast episode based on the, you know a similar topic to what they're talking about. And you're right, you, that fresh content for the website has so many other advantages too, other than SEO advantages for Google and more traffic. But it also adds content to your social media, the podcasting directories, which we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah. So let's let's dig into number two here. You alluded to it earlier here, yeah. which was identifying your ideal listener. And of course, in your particular case, let's give a little backstory on this because this is such a powerful example of why it is so important to figure out precisely who your ideal listener is because your ideal listener is also typically your ideal client. Yeah. And if you can figure out exactly who they are, and speak directly to their problems and their challenges and offer them up real solutions in your episodes, then you're going to find that phone is going to ring and that lead generation form is going to get filled out and you are going to do business from your podcast. So in your case, though, this was interesting because you mentioned we went for a drive. You started a website, little backstory, our son Adam struggled with epilepsy and autism when he was a young child, serious epilepsy, two to 300 seizures a day, horrible story. But you ended up finding a special diet got him turned around, got him off the drugs, took about five years of working with him, and here he is 28 years old now, and he's been drug and seizure-free for how many years? 20 years now. Wow. See, and this was a kid that the doctors told us to put a crash helmet on him and institutionalize him. There's nothing yeah. we can do for him. He was that sick. Yeah, he uh, was eight years old when we started, and he's 28 now. So you started a website called Epilepsy Moms, and... We convinced you during one of the classes that you need to do a podcast episode, and we want you to share your story with your listeners. And you, your little knee-jerk reaction right off the bat was, hey, I can't do a podcast. I'm not doing a podcast. We managed to twist your arm, convince you, and then you did the podcast. But we needed to figure out who your ideal listener was, and we were thinking about you, right? So what was your big problem back there with Adam and, Adam and I? Well, we're just so frustrated because we the drugs weren't working, and we didn't know 
what to do. We didn't know how to get seizure control. We didn't know what treatment options were going to work for us. We were really looking for long-term solutions. And we just that was our biggest frustration is just that the drugs weren't working. He was so sick. He was so and sick. It was so, so hard on the family. And so we ended up talking back and forth and we're, we're writing everything we could down about the mom. And, yes. and then all of a sudden it was like, ping, it dawned on us. The ideal listener to your show, Epilepsy Mums, was actually you when you were in the thick of the battle with Adam. Yes. Yeah, it was mums that are, that are in the same boat who were frustrated and looking for answers. So when you figured that out, and then we began to put these episodes together, and I must say, you recorded seven episodes. That's another beautiful thing about podcasting. You may not be looking at a, a podcast to, you know, that's something you're going to do forever. Maybe you only have seven or 10 or 15 or 20 episodes you want to get out into the public. In your particular case, you did seven, and you nailed your ideal listener profile so specifically. When you hear from moms these days, and when moms have reached out to you and sent you emails and all the accolades that you've got from that, you realize you nailed it, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Because I was able to take every single question that I ever had and answer them in these podcasts. It was amazing. Absolutely true. Okay, so that's really good. So number one is identifying the why. Number two is identifying your ideal listener. And I think the reasons that you want to get as granular in that as possible, to get to know them even better than they know themselves. The benefits are, are obvious because you can really talk to their their specific needs, their problems, their challenges, their fears, all of that, and then offer them up some real solutions. So this leads us into step number three then, which is to identify the podcast type. And really, you know, if you take a, a podcast, let's, let's break it down for a second here. A podcast is really just a method to communicate a message to your ideal listener or we call them sometimes your ideal client. And once we understand this, it's important to determine what are you looking to disseminate? What type of information are you looking to communicate with your ideal clients with that will best resonate with them. Yeah. Yeah. So let's use you again for an example. Then I would like to share a few other examples as well. Sure. Yeah. So my site was mostly for advocacy and education. So again, advocating for your own child and just like really drilling down and figuring out that you need to be in control of your child's health. So that was one of the reasons that that type of podcast advocacy and then education teaching them what I had learned, what worked, what didn't work, and everything around epilepsy that worked for us. And you brought in many of the doctors that were instrumental in helping you yes. and uh, helping Adam get, get him, literally get him on track. You wrote the book called Getting Adam Back, A Mother's Triumph Over Epilepsy and Autism. And you had a chance to, to actually get on the show and, and actually interview the people that really made the big difference. Yes, that was so amazing. One of them was actually a Hollywood movie director. He was yep. the one that, that first found the ketogenic diet that we we tried. And you know how nervous I was to reach out to him and say, would you be on my podcast? I was terrified. <laughs> this guy's best friends with Meryl Streep. <laughs> it's like he, he's a movie producer. Big he one, too. He was so happy to do it. And it was so amazing to have him on the podcast. And then, uh, you know, other doctors that were really instrumental in helping us along the way. You really bet. great, great. Because then you're getting the information right from them. Because you're hearing Absolutely. their story as well. And then they're you, hearing, 
their story as it relates to us. It was incredible to get. Yeah, you're you're essentially asking these professionals, and you interviewed some moms as well. You're asking the guests on your show questions that your moms, your listeners, would have that would ask them if they had them face to face. Correct. And I, I do know even the one episode, the last time I looked at the stats was one you did with your girlfriend, Laura, on advocating for your child with the school. Right. And that little show, that little 30-minute segment has been listened to somewhere around 200,000 times. Amazing. So you know, it, I think that they're, they're powerful. The message is so powerful that you, they just can't stop listening because the, the information is something that they're just craving. Absolutely. So there, so there you go. This is a podcast type. You're talking advocacy. You touched on education, and education is a big deal in the selling cycle today. And there's a great article out of Bloomberg Business called Education-Based Marketing Sells. Don't pitch your prospects. Cast a wider net and offer useful solutions and useful yeah. information. And if you do so, you'll outmarket your rivals and boost your sales. And we've found that to be true. I know uh, another one, Social Media Examiner, there's an article that says, Teaching Sells, How to Gain Trust and the Sale by Teaching. First of all, you don't want to be pushy with your product. Most people are turned off by this and build a wall straight away, even if they're interested. Instead, you need to tell stories, share examples of other people's success, and start to paint a picture of how you could solve the customer's problem. What a perfect application for a podcast. Yeah, so perfect. let's talk about a few that we have close to us that we work with actually with clients of ours. Sure. Dr. Tim Brown, and let me kind of tee this up a little bit. You know him much better, more on a personal level than I do, but he's a local-based naturopath and chiropractor here up in the White Rock area just out of Vancouver. And he's been in practice for, I believe it was somewhere around 30 years, yeah. has had thousands of patients come through the office. Yeah. And of course, he's, everybody's always looking for new customers. But I took a look at this and said, well, how are you communicating with your existing patient base? Well, we're not really. And, you know, it's kind of busy, you know, that kind of not, no newsletter going out, no podcast, nothing. So in that particular case, what we did is we worked to come up with a strategy to not only bring new clients through the door using a podcast, but to also use the podcast to educate his existing patients. So talk a little bit to that. Yeah, so he was such an intelligent man. He had so many amazing testimonials and, and treatments that he does that he really wanted to showcase these in a, in a podcast. And the thing is, too, if someone comes in, like he might have the same patient that comes in for, like, let's say, a, a concussion. And, you know, in order to, there's a lot of information to share about a concussion. So he did a podcast just about mild traumatic brain injuries and concussions, what you need to consider. So anybody that comes into his office with a concussion, not only will he treat them, he will actually show them how to, to listen to his podcast. So because he's a whole show that he does specifically on that and it will really help educate his patient and it's amazing and he did that over and over again with the the programs and protocols that he uses most often in his practice and then he, he also educated with he had a show called what i learned from 36 years of healthcare practice yes and he's just a, he's just so specific and you know really targets that patient where they can go in and listen to something specific to their problem and they will learn a ton from these podcasts. Sure. And it, it saves, it saves a doctor a ton of time as well because 
let's face it, when you go into a doctor's office, you only have a finite amount of time with the with the doctor, and then he's off to the next patient. Well, in this particular case, you had a beautiful flyer created for him, the natural therapy show with Dr. Tim Brown and beautiful graphics, and then linked to his website where they can find the episodes. Every episode is listed there, and then the show number. And he, he literally can pull that flyer out in the office and say, hey, I want you to go listen to this episode and this episode. And he basically prescribes the podcast to the patient hands it to them, and then off they go. And, of course, that serves the patient as well because they're being educated on what they're up against and really in a helpful way. So educating clients and getting them to come back through the door, existing patients, existing customers, podcasting lends ideally to that. And when Social Media Examiner says you need to tell stories and share examples of other people's success using your products and services and start to paint a picture of how you can solve their problems. Podcasting, of course, really does a great job on that. But Arlene, I can see uh, we need to take a quick break. Arlene and I have already touched on a few ways uh, you can monetize your podcast, and we're going to continue to discuss that as we wander through the 21 steps. Another one of these ways to monetize a podcast, of course, is to sell advertising spots on your show, just like we do here on The Buzz. Have a listen. More affiliate buzz coming up after we hear from our sponsors. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Time now to hear some more affiliate buzz on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's James and Arlene. Yes, I'm here with Arlene, and this is the special edition of the Affiliate Buzz where we are doing a walkthrough of our popular Organize Your Podcast in 21 Easy Steps 
checklist. Now, Arlene, we've covered off one, two, and three, and I think these are probably some of the biggies to get this right. So step number one is identifying the why. Step number two is identifying your ideal listener. And step number three is determining the type of podcast you're going to create. Number four, and this is, a, this is a fun one. This is something that you've done for us in all kinds of examples and businesses, whether it be to come up with a domain name for a, a business or to come up with a name of a book. Or in this case, step number four is to come up with the name for your show, the, pod, the name of your podcast. And this, of course, is very important because this is typically your first impression So with your, with your audience. So you want to make sure that it's a great one. Of course, I recommend when choosing a name for your podcast that it clearly reflects the topic you're covering. And as an example, I would say, uh, you know, if you're going to have a show about parenting, your podcast name should complement your show. It should be a real complement to the show. It should be obvious what the show is about. And to illustrate, you know, with an example, a podcast about parenting might be called Family Confidential or Parenting Unplugged or maybe overthinking mom, and so on. So your name should be unique, it should be recognizable, and it should be easily understood. And I know we, we talked about this before the, the show today, that you pulled out a few names of shows that we've helped clients organize. Just use them as an example. Go through them if you would. Yeah, so well, we just talked about Dan Lott's show, which is Shoulders of Titans. That's just like, that's so powerful to me, Shoulder, on the shoulders of titans. And you think about that. That's an amazing description of his show. Another new one that we were, we've been working with lately is the Web Commerce Expert Show. So he does everything that deals with web commerce and marketing your business online. So it, that, web- that, explains it, that explains it perfectly. Yeah, it really does. And then we talked about Tim Brown's The Natural Therapy Show. So again, that explains what he does really beautifully. You don't want it too long. That's the other thing. So a lot of people get really stuck on it and they overthink it. Another one that we talked about is a company that sells a product that's a substitute for sugar. It's called Monk Fruit. It's really amazing, amazing product. So much better than aspartame or any of that crap that's out there. And they were really stuck on, like, what should we name our show? And when we, we dug right down to it, we thought we talked about label reading mom. Because when you think about it, all of their shows are going to be about moms who are concerned about the health and what they're feeding their, their family. So it worked out perfectly. So you can come up with some creative ideas to explain yourself. You bet. And, and sometimes it's a struggle, isn't it? Sometimes you got to go back and forth. That one we worked on, I would say, you know, part-time for days. We went back mm-hmm. and forth and back and forth. And it's like, no, back to the drawing board. No, back to the drawing board. And finally, I think you were the one that probably came up with it, Label Reading Moms. And it's very descriptive. Yeah. It's recognizable. It paints exactly who your ideal listener is. It's easy to understand. And then one other little tip on this, you want your show to be easy to spell. There's nothing worse than having to spell your name all the time to your audience. Like even my name, James Martell. I have to say James Martell, M-A-R-T-E-L-L, pain in the butt. You want to make sure that it's easy to spell. Yeah. Step number five, Arlene, this is, is a fun your one. photo. One of the things people really hate doing is putting their photo anywhere. But you know what? A good photo of yourself is so, so important. You know, we talk about the name of the show being uh, your first impression, but also your photo, because it's going to be part of your podcast artwork, which we'll talk about in a moment. It's also part of making that great first impression. People want to do business with people. People want to listen to people they can visualize. So don't be shy to go get 
a very professionally produced photo of yourself that you can use online to position yourself as a confident expert in your field. And you and I, we've lived through it with clients, and some of them will send us beautiful portfolios of photos that we can use where they spent three, 400 bucks on getting just a nice set of photos that can be used within their social media, within the podcasting directories, in their newsletter, on their website, in their email, everywhere. And it really helps them to brand themselves. And then there's those, like you said, and uh, let's face it, a lot of people hate to see a photo of themselves. And uh, if this is you, join the club. But uh, we have to get over it. I recommend hiring yourself a photographer. Get some casual shots of yourself, maybe some business professional shots, some different poses, different settings, just so you have a little catalog, mini catalog. I'm not talking about going crazy here. This is something when when you need a great piece of artwork or you want to have some graphics created with your photo in it, you've already got the photos done. Do it. Okay, so number six then is the podcasting artwork. This all ties back into the name, the photo, which eventually becomes the artwork for your show. The podcast artwork is one of the very first things, if not the first thing, that your listeners will see before they hear you. And this beautiful piece of artwork that you need to get created is displayed in the podcasting directories with every episode of your show. It's shared in social media. It's published on your website. It's in your newsletter. When they pull up your episodes and your show in iTunes or on their smartphone or their tablets, guess whose smiling face they're going to see along with the name of your show and your tagline? You. So you want to make sure you have a great piece of artwork that will really reflect the brand that you want to create and the feeling that you want to create for your show. Yeah, it makes a big difference. No homemade graphics here. Just say no to homemade graphics. <laughs> All right, so number seven now is the episode topics. Uh, now, of course, we talk about a podcast or a show, and the show will be made up of a bunch of individual episodes, and every one of those episodes will focus on a, a particular topic. I recommend that each episode covers one specific topic. And a simple way to come up with a list of, of topics is to make a list of the top 20 problems that your ideal listener or client is attempting to solve. And this becomes the, at least the starting point of figuring, okay, if we were to do an episode that's talking about every problem our customer has and every problem is actually dedicated to one episode, then we've got some started. And I, and I should say, Arlene, it is very common when people get started that they think they, they will not have enough to talk about. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, we kind of laugh at that because there's always so much to talk about. And once you actually start brainstorming and writing them down, it'll just flow. There'll be so many topic ideas, you won't even believe it. And this, this show here, the Affiliate Buzz that we're talking on right now, classic example. When we kicked off the buzz in 2003, or 12 years ago, we figured out the content that we were going to share in the Affiliate Buzz. And we figured that we had enough content for seven months worth of episodes and then it would be basically done 12 plus years later here we are with an endless stream of topics to cover and it just continues to go and we've noticed that it doesn't really matter which industry you're in this is true you, there's just no end to it depending on how you develop your show format and schedule which we'll talk about next but i know a good example one of our clients that uh, you work with so closely is Martin Brothers. And I remember sitting in the, their funeral home, and I was thinking, even myself when I was talking to them, 
a year and a half ago that I don't know what we're going to talk about on a podcast about funerals. It sounds kind of <laughs> creepy to me. And I've never been in a funeral home before. It turns out these are wonderful people, and it's like they have a calling to this. And I've gained so much respect for them in the industry since being involved with it. But talk about their episodes, because I was completely bewildered. I didn't know what we were going to talk about. They have so many different aspects of their business that they cover with their people that come in. And so she just goes through them. So she'll, some of her episodes were like mourning in the grief process. That's all she talks about is mourning because it's a, it's a huge topic. Honoring funeral wishes, monuments and memorials, you know, the wishes of the family member. They have a yacht where they do scattering at sea services. So they'll take the, the ashes and go out in their beautiful yacht. It's called the Pacific Ceremony Yacht. So they, one of their shows is talking about the Pacific Ceremony Yacht for a unique funeral experience. You can go out and do the, the whole service out on their yacht and spread the ashes. Even just simple things like careers in funeral service. Like if anyone ever considered working in that industry, she answers those questions about what that's about. So she's come up with now over 70 topic ideas, and we're keeping going. And she can take one little idea and really drill it down and, and get into detail about it. Quite amazing to listen to because there's so much to learn in the funeral industry. Like the one, what, it's gonna, what to say to the grandchildren when the grandfather dies. Yeah. That's, a, you that's, know, that's a tough one. Yeah. How do, you, how do you deal with kids? Yeah. I was looking. There's 66 episodes on there now. I know you've got four in the can ready to go up over the next four weeks. They use it, of course, for fresh content for their website. They were a brand-new funeral home in Vancouver when we got started with them. Uh, they're from the Alberta area. They're very well recognized out in Alberta. They've been there since 1907. Here, though, they weren't, nobody knew who they were. So they used their podcast to really build inroads into the community, and now they're just dominating the market locally here. And it's just because they've surrounded everyone, their competitors, with content that they just don't have, and it really gives them a voice. It's just so personal that you can't help but think of these people when you need this type of help. Okay, so number eight now. Let's pick this up a little bit. Show format and schedule. And this is something that we deal with a lot. You know, How long should each episode be? There's 15 minutes, there's 30 minutes, there's 60 minutes. How frequent are you going to be producing your show? Are you going to be a daily show, which is not for the faint of heart? Are you going to be a weekly show, which is my favorite? Weekly, I feel, is, is probably the best amount of time for each. Or is it going to be maybe twice a month? How often is your show going to be going out the door? You want to consider that. Are you going to be a solo host? Maybe it's just going to be you on the show. No co-hosts, no guests. Or maybe you're going to have a co-host, like you and I. You're my co-host on the Affiliate Buzz, and I'm your co-host on the Affiliate Buzz, and we get a chance to bounce topic ideas back and forth or have discussions like this. We also have guests. So another thing you want to consider is, are you going to interview guests? So let's leave it with that. Do you want to interview guests? And guests is a big deal because guests could help you really penetrate new markets and get in front of their audiences as well. So really consider what your show format's going to be. Uh, I'm a big fan of the weekly show, and I really do love the 15-minute podcast and the 30-minute podcast. You could cover a lot of ground in 15 minutes, and you can also cover a, ground, a lot of ground in 30. 60 is a long time to talk, especially for somebody that's not used to podcasting. So you may want to be careful with that one, but these are things you need to consider. 
So then Arlene, number nine is developing the episode outline for the show. So once you've developed the format for the show, the next step is to create an outline that you'll use to develop each individual episode. And it's basically the outline is a script that you'll use to record each episode. It's the outline that you'll use that will help you to standardize the presentation of the information you're going to be talking about. So I like to do things like write the opening dialogue. I like to write down what I'm, how I'm going to welcome the guest. And I like to do it the same way from each episode as closely as possible so I get some consistency there. And then also sharing of the guest contact information, calls to action, are we going to play commercials in the middle, yes or no, closing dialogue, and so on. And I also find that the episode outline directly ties into monetizing the show or monetizing your podcast. So. You know, if we're working with a client or we're creating a show for ourselves or an episode for ourselves, there's always some things I want to make sure we have built into the outline because this is where we make our money. If you've got an internet special offer that's been designed specifically for your listeners, which I highly recommend, you want to make sure that that's part of your outline. So every time you do an episode, you're making that offer. Lead magnets, maybe you're offering up a free report or a white paper or something that you can give to your listeners who can come in and subscribe to get into your sales funnel. You want to build that right into uh, your episode outline. Arlene, I know you work with our virtual hosts to make sure that we're asking them to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and to share this episode with their friends and to leave a review, all that type of thing. Yeah, I mean, the outline is so important because and once you've got the standard outline, then every time you have a new episode to do, it's just filling in the blanks with the new information. And you're not going to be missing anything really important that you want to say. That's so, so true. And, and, and this includes things like, do you want to ask your listeners every time you're on the show to give you a call to book an appointment or maybe drop by to your location? Whatever the calls to action are, whatever those things are going to direct link your show to your monetization strategy, you want to make sure that's clearly articulated in your outline so you're not forgetting it as you go through it. Same with, you know, within the outline, are you going to have radio-style ads that are going to play in the middle? Maybe you've got a couple of products and services that you want to feature for your listeners. Well, you can develop a little 30-second radio spot for each one of those and play that in the middle of each one of your episodes. And speaking of that, I can see it's time for us to do exactly that, to monetize our show and in probably one of the same ways that you will be doing that for you. When we get back, I want to talk a little bit about post-production. We're going to talk about gearing up, uh, recording protocols, intros and outros, arranging hosting and, and various things. We'll do all that and more right after the break. More affiliate buzz coming up after we hear from our sponsors. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. 
Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Time now to hear some more affiliate buzz on webmasterradio.fm. Here's James and Arlene. Yes, I am here with Arlene, and in this special edition of the Affiliate Buzz, we are doing a walkthrough of our popular Organize Your Podcast and 21 Easy Steps Checklist. Now, Arlene, we've talked about a lot. Let me give a real quick summary here. Step one, identifying the why. Step number two, identifying your ideal listener. Step number three is determining your podcast type. Number four is determining your name, the name for your show. Number five is getting a great photo of yourself or a series of photos. Number six, podcast artwork. Number seven, episode topics. Number eight is the show format and schedule. Number nine is the episode outline. Number 10 now, this is the intro. And if you've been listening to podcasts, you've heard a professional intro, I'm sure. And this one at the very beginning of the show, it's the music. It's everything that kicks off the affiliate buzz. That is the intro. And this is typically a professionally produced 20 to 30 second opening that is played at the beginning of every podcast episode. So it's the same from show to show to show or episode to episode to episode. Typically voiced by a professional voice talent and includes music and sound effects. And it really sets the stage for the episode. People know, okay, this is the show I wanted to listen to. There's the intro. It's kind of like MASH. I love the TV show MASH. When that helicopter comes in and the music goes on, okay, you know it's time to watch an episode of MASH. And I'm a big fan of taking the time to really nailing down the episode. And, and one of the main reasons is, in addition to everything we just talked about, setting the stage for, for your, the show, it's going to be played minimum of tens of thousands of times, probably hundreds or thousands of times or tens of thousands of times, uh, in some cases, millions of times. I know my episode, The Affiliate Buzz, we've estimated somewhere around at 3 million downloads. That means 3 million times the intro has been played. So you want to make sure you take the time to get it right. So, Arlene, let's play a couple. I, I know one of my favorites is the intro that you put together for Blair Whitmarsh, who is a local doctor. He's got a doctorate in a number of areas. He's a professor at the local university, and he was looking to get elected to a seat on city council. And he, he needed a way to actually go out and penetrate the market quickly because he was a little bit behind getting his campaign rolling. And the way he did that was with a podcast. And I can say firsthand that he did end up winning that CD he was going after. So this is the intro from Blair Whitmarsh. Let's have a quick listen. The township of Langley is a diverse and growing community, rich in history. From the neighborhoods of Alder Grove, Brookswood, 
Willoughby and Walnut Grove to the Campbell Valley Park and the historic communities of Murrayville and Fort Langley, the area is growing at a record pace. Join Blair Whitmarsh to learn more about his background, his values, and what he wants to accomplish as a member of council for the township of Langley. So you can see that really sets the stage for somebody that lives in one of those communities in Langley. It just really settles the listeners down, builds the persona for for Blair, puts a little ambience behind the show. Arlene, I know another one that you did. You put together the, the intro for Dan Locke's Shoulders of Titans podcast. One of my favorites. Imagine standing on the shoulders of titans of business, some of the world's most successful and influential individuals, and be able to listen in on their content-rich conversations. Well, now you can. Prepare yourself for the direct, honest, no BS, in-your-face, uncensored, unfiltered, uncomfortable truth on how you can change your life and your business. Now... Get ready, because Dan, the man, Locke, is in the house. Yes, that's just a very powerful opening for a podcast. And let's let's do one more. I'm just finishing up a new intro for my Podcasting Mastery podcast, which I invite you to subscribe to, if I may, at podcastingmastery.com. But in this particular one, I wanted to really have some fun with this. I, in very much the same way we worked with uh, Blair to to create the ambience in his show, I, I really wanted the Podcasting Mastery intro to really lay the groundwork for the listener, to let them know what the show's about, settle them down a little bit. And in, in our particular episode, we've got a number of sound effects in the background as well, which you can pick up for a song uh, at websites such as audiojungle.net, where you can buy these sound effects for a buck or two. But have a listen to this and imagine the listeners coming along. They want to listen to a podcast about podcasting and they click on this button and this is the first thing they hear. Imagine having the time and money to follow your passions and live life on your own terms. Welcome to Podcasting Mastery, where you'll learn the secrets of podcasting your way to a stress-free lifestyle. Let's grab a cool tropical drink and then join James, Kimberly, and the turtle in the Secret Beach Hut Studio. Okay, so there you go. So that gives you a good example of three intros that uh, have been set up to settle that listener down and bring them into the show. So, Arlene, let's move on a little bit here, and let's kind of speed this up a bit. Talk about number 11 here, recording protocols. And recording protocols is essentially how are we going to record the show? You need to determine how you're going to record your episode. So if you're brand new to the world of podcasts, I would recommend you keep it simple and that you don't spend a whole bunch of money on equipment. We'll talk about gearing up in a moment. If you're recording solo, of course, you're going to have a headset. If you're going to be a solo host, meaning you don't have a guest and you don't have a co-host and it's just you, literally all you need is a headset with a microphone. You plug it into your computer, get a little piece of software from maybe a company like Audacity by SourceForge. They've got a beautiful little free audio recording and editing suite that's very simple to use. Take uh, 10 minutes to learn how to use it if you go find a little video on YouTube about Audacity by SourceForge tutorials. It's easy. That's one way. 
if you're going to have multiple people on your show, it gets a little bit more complicated. So if you decided to have a co-host and a guest, you know, probably the most economical way to do this, to record somebody, if you really want to keep it real simple up front, is you could use a quality conferencing system. I just personally use the AccuConference.com system, which is literally a conference calling system. And you set that up for me years ago, Arlene, where you just send the guest basically the 800 number and their extension. They phone in and it says, this call is being recorded. Then I call in and I hear the same thing. And then I just start. Hi, it's James Martell here. And away we go. At the end of the uh, interview, I just hang up the phone and... Three minutes later, I can log into the back end of the AccuConference system, and there's a nice little copy of that MP3 interview that I just did, which we can now edit and add the intros and outros to and, and finish that up. You can also go to the other end where you're, maybe you want to hire a virtual producer. In our particular case, uh, Brasco with Webmaster Radio has been with us for probably five, six years now. He's a virtual producer. He's in a remote location. He's in Florida. We're in Vancouver, British Columbia, and he records our episodes through the web. He also connects our guests when we have a guest. So you may want to hire a virtual producer. We actually offer that service. And if you would like some information on that, just visit jammedia.com. That's J-A-M-B media.com. But that's a great way to go as well, where you have somebody else handle the heavy lifting and the technical details, connecting the call and then doing the post-editing and the adding of the intro, the outro, the commercials, and so on. So real simple way to go. Step number 12 is gearing up. What kind of equipment do you need? Seinhauser. I use a Seinhauser. Mike Arden bought it for me years ago. We've had a couple since then. Uh, every time we wear it out, we get another one. It's, it's great. And Seinhauser is spelled S-E-N-N-H-E-I-S-E-R. Seinhauser. Typically 100 to 200 bucks. A great quality headset. Built-in microphone. You don't need the big boom mics. You don't need the mixing boards, all that stuff. Uh, you can leave that to a virtual producer if you want to go that road like we do, or you can just have your headset and record directly into your computer. You're good to go. Step number 13 is arranging the hosting. Now, these next few steps are pretty quick and easy. And essentially, hosting, uh, I know, Arlene, in your particular case, we use either Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N, Libsyn.com, short for Liberated Syndication, or another one would be Blueberry, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y, Blueberry.com, Blueberry without the E's, believe it or not. Uh, both of those offer high-quality podcasting hosting. And the reason you want to pick a podcast host is because unlike a web host, a podcasting host will actually give you all the statistics. Step number 14 is preparing the episode. And this is something you have done literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and even more than that times where you prepare the episode. Why don't you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, so this is really just using that outline that we talked about earlier, just having your topic all ready to go, and then maybe crafting up maybe, you know, five or six questions that you need. Of course, if you've got a guest, you want to have their guest contact information, and then don't forget to have a call to action when you're ending your show. So we really take our time with this step. This is going to be the meat of your conversation, so you want to make sure that you're asking the right questions or answering the right questions and, you know, really getting some good value for your customers so that they're going to continue to listen to your podcast over and over again. That's very true. And, and of course, like anything, though, the more prepared you are going into your episode, the better your episode will be. Which leads us on into step number 15, practice, practice, practice. The saying practice makes perfect. Yeah. And it's also something I recommend taking seriously. And, you know, 
I do know a lot of people are very nervous when they do their first show. I know when you did your first episode of Epilepsy Moms. Hilarious. <laughs> you remember what you did to us? I did. I kicked everyone out of our house. Yeah. <laughs> everyone go away. I didn't be by myself. I was so nervous to do my first episode. Oh, yeah. But it's you hilarious. Know what? Once you usually do it, once you get through the first one, it's like, that wasn't so bad. I hear that over and over and over again. Oh, I, well, I heard it from you. You says, I don't know what I lost all the sleep about last night. That wasn't bad <laughs> at all. I enjoyed that. Yeah. You know, which which is funny. It leads us right into episode, or sorry, step number 16, which is just to then go ahead and record that episode. So don't stress about it. You know, get yourself set up in a quiet room. Put the dog outside. Turn, you know, shut the windows so you don't hear the birds or the lawnmower go by. Conduct the interview as if you're on live radio. Yeah. And don't worry about stumbling on words. We do it all the time. I used to cringe every time I said, um, or, uh, I try not to. Uh, there you go, right there. So just don't worry about it. Watch the people on TV, on CNN, or the big radio programs. They stumble on their words all day long. It's no big deal. It's part of the language, and you'll get better as you go through it. And, you know, don't stress. Put a big smile on your face and have some fun. All right, so then, Ardine, this leads us into post-production. Once that episode has been recorded, you've got that raw little MP3. What do we need to do next? You can choose to edit it, or you can choose not to, really. You know, if there's a lot of any obvious mistakes, a lot of ums or a lot of dead space, you might want to remove those. But typically, you know, very little editing is required. So true. So true. Number 18, Arlene. Step number 18, just four quick ones to go. Show notes. So typically this is just taking the episode and pulling out all the important and pertinent information. So you might reference any people that or sites that you mentioned, and you just write a little description of what that show was about. It's anywhere between 400 and 600 words, and you want to make sure you have a really good, strong headline as well. Absolutely true. And you want to make sure that you're paying attention to the SEO value of this as well. And show notes is where you can win or lose in the podcasting directories, because if you're not taking the time to put together really good quality show notes that have an emphasis on SEO, search engine optimization, you're not going to be found when somebody does a search for you in iTunes or any of the big podcasting directories. So you want to make sure that you've taken the time to really develop the show notes. This will help you stand out above your competitors so quickly because most people don't take the time to do this and they're missing a ton of traffic because people just can't find them in the directories because there's no SEO value. Step number 19, uploading. This is where you simply go ahead and upload your episode into your hosting company. Step number 20 is something that you've done literally hundreds and hundreds of times as well is publish that episode to your website, which then leads us into uh, number 21 is syndicating your show. And this is where the magic happens. So finally, after you've added your show to your own website, you want to make sure that your show is also submitted using your podcast RSS feed to sites such as Spreaker, Stitcher, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, TuneIn. Also, you want to make sure each and every episode that you publish to your website also updates your Facebook account, Google+, Twitter, LinkedIn, and also updates uh, your YouTube channel as well with the latest edition of your podcast. So I call this the Audio Broadcast Network because if you set this up properly, once you push a button and you add that new episode to your site, all of those other sites should update automatically. So there you have it, a quick overview of our Organize Your Podcast in 21 Easy Steps checklist for developing a podcast that will impress all who hear it. 
Now, I'd mentioned at the top end of the show, for those of you that didn't have a copy of the checklist, that I would share a link with you. And if you go to podcastingmastery.com forward slash checklist, you will be able to get your complimentary copy of the checklist as well. And also, if uh, you'd like a little bit more, and maybe we've got your attention a little bit about how powerful podcasting is, and you want some more, let me invite you, if I may, to our free uh, breakthrough webinar for entrepreneurs and professionals who are interested in podcasting. It's just over an hour long, and we'll cover everything on how to develop and position your podcast to attract a steady stream of new clients who are predisposed to buy what you have to offer because they know you, like you, and trust you as the expert. We'll talk about how to put your lead generation marketing on autopilot, using a podcast to get you all the clients and customers you need. We'll talk about a no-fail way to determine demand for your products or services using the most popular podcasting directories, and much, much more. If you'd like to attend, I'd like to invite you to go to podcastingmastery.com forward slash webinar to register for this free event. Arlene, as usual, thank you so much. And to our listeners, thank you for listening to this special edition of the Affiliate Buzz. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.